Patriots, assemble! We don't mess around. We don't waste time. Over here at His Hard Line. Let's go! Washington, D.C., and giving it back to you, the people. Welcome to the show. Let's get started. Greetings and salutations to all you ladies and gentlemen out there. I am Jason, your co-host with our sovereign Lord and Savior Christ Jesus at our side. Because he is the host with the most and the most high. He is in charge, he is in the captain's chair and at the helm behind the wheel, therefore he is steering this great ship through these crazy rough waters that we call life, so welcome to His Heart Line. Today is Sunday, July 2nd, 2023, and you are listening to episode 570, and we're just going to stick to uh, the reading of Joel chapter 3 and 4. Now, I will say this, so before I start getting a bunch of people getting, you know, freaked out. Um, I know, I forgot, just like we had, I forgot what, what, what book it was in. Um, it was in the New Testament, but I had one more chapter than what most people had in their Bibles because I'm reading of the New American Standard, uh, the New American Bible Revised Edition, excuse me, the New American Bible Revised Edition. So I know that the typical Bibles out there, uh, that only have 66 books, mine has 73 because it has the seven apocrypha books in there, which I really enjoy. They're good. It's good reading. In fact, I wish it was in all the Bibles. But in the book of Joel, most of the Bibles only have three chapters, I've discovered today, because, again, I have multiple Bibles for that very reason. I like to see the differences, what was added, what was subtracted. Well, the Bible that I'm reading from today, and I still... I'm going to read from it, even though it might not be in yours. I do have a fourth chapter in the New American Bible Revised Edition. And the reason I'm going to read it is because it's very, very important. And it makes me wonder, was this chapter eliminated for the reasons of which we're about to obviously read? Because uh, it almost sounds identical to, or I shouldn't say identical. It almost sounds like what we will read in chapter four. Um, it's pretty relevant information, and it makes you wonder, why was this not put in the other Bibles? But anyway, so real quick, let's just get through the dirty stuff, which is the uh, daily disclaimer. Remember, as I always state periodically on the podcast, I am not a doctor or a holistic health expert. I don't wear a white coat, don't play one on TV, and I'm not a financial advisor, a pastor, priest, deacon, biblical scholar, or a bar lawyer. And I don't hold any title of nobility. I don't give out legal advice. I don't have a political degree. I have never served in a de facto political office at the county, state, or federal level, nor have I ever been involved with any three-lettered agencies like the CIA and FBI. And I'm also not the official face or voice of the national, state, or county assemblies, but I am a member of the Michigan General Jural Assembly. And I strongly advise that you participate in your local General Jural Assembly to help restore this republic. 
Furthermore, I have no involvement past and present with any other groups claiming to be an assembly mimicking the same intent like the American States Assembly, National Liberty, Life Force, Beacon 37, RUSA, or anyone in anything outside the Michigan model, and I have not and never will participate in any fraudulent status correcting perpetrated by the David Lesser Street and Company. Additionally, I do not advocate for violence. I am my own man, and the opinions, thoughts, and statements are of my own unless I reference other materials. So there you go to all the Karens and Darrens out there. There you go. So, typically, I generally have an opening monologue that I have put together, but today I am just, you know, we're not going to be talking about anything specific. Um, I just kind of want to focus on the ending uh, chapters of Joel, the book of Joel. Because there's, in your Bible, there's only three chapters in the one that I have. Again, New American Bible Revised Edition, there's four. And I kind of want to touch on that. Now, I will say this, going forward for future reference, I will be going over some of the Apocrypha books and doing some of the readings out of those. Because, again, those seven Apocrypha books that aren't in all the other Bibles, they are from original, uh, the original scrolls, which are in Hebrew, the Hebrew scrolls, or wherever they came from. And they're very good information. It's solid stuff, to be quite honest with you. And I don't know why it was never added in there and yes i've done the research on what an apocryphal book is and why it's not in all the other bibles i already did all that and i understand it but when you read through it you kind of scratch your head and wonder this makes no sense this really should be in the scriptures this is gold i mean because the stuff that i read in the and say like the book of wisdom or the book of ecclesiasticus the that information is so important it's almost as important as like Proverbs or reading the book of Psalms, a lot of good information and a lot of good information that actually pertains to, believe it or not, how we govern ourselves in the assembly, especially when we try as we, you know, work towards getting our de jure Republican form of government back in place by assembling, reassembling our states, right? Because remember, just because I haven't talked about it for a while doesn't mean I'm out of it. We do still need 38 states and there is a lot of stuff going on in the background. It's kind of one of the reasons why I never really discussed um, much about the assembly lately is because there is a lot going on. And needless to say, I guess you could say a lot of my attention has been, you know, kind of been going to that. And so um, just just know that there is still things that are going on. I'll just say that. And the reason I got to keep it vague is because there are some obfuscators and infiltrators and people that spy on this platform to try to get information. In fact, I think because I haven't talked about it in such a long time, I've noticed a drop off in my listeners because of that, because I know exactly who these people are. I know who they are. I know what their screen names are. I know what states they're in. And they know that they are caught. And so I find it rather interesting that some of the normal people that typically listen here I, that from, from last year all the way up until now, I've noticed since the beginning of this year is when stuff started heating up and getting a little bit more real. I've noticed a lot more movement, a lot more decrease in, in listening. I've I just there's there's a lot of stuff that I pay attention to that I've been noticing. So all that aside. Keep in mind that again, we do need our 38 states. And if you want to know how to get involved with your assembly, you can email me at hisheartline at gmail.com. I will forward your email with a response, of course, and I will forward it to our uh, interim president and uh, he will get you involved. You know, he will get you in touch with your, um, with your state's communication secretary. Okay. And then help you figure out what's going on in your county and what's going on in your state. So again, hisheartline at gmail.com. If you want to learn more information in the forums, you can go to national-assembly.net. That's www.national, the little hyphen, assembly.net. And it just dawned on me. I forgot to hit start recording over here on Cloud Hub. Hold on. So we're going to hit start recording, start streaming. I feel so bad I did that. So anyways, if you're listening in now, Clout Hub, I apologize. I just did my whole opener and uh, did not hit start streaming till now. Forgive me. But you're streaming now. So um, <clears throat> before I get into the reading, okay, because again, like I said, what I'm going to be reading has one more chapter than what most of you typically have, unless you read out of the New American Bible Revised Edition. Then you'll see the fourth chapter. 
But when you listen to the fourth chapter, when you hear what I read from it, you're going to kind of jaw drop a little bit and wonder, wow, why, why is that not in my Bible? Because it's very, very, um, I don't want to say ominous, but it seems a little all too familiar when you hear the text in this uh, chapter and when you kind of put it in comparison to what we're seeing today. So um, let's just get into the reading. And I got a couple videos I'm going to play at the end of this after we kind of do our little discussion there. But we're going to talk about the Lord's final judgment. All right. Now I'm starting with chapter three. This is the day of the Lord, starting with verse one. And it reads, it shall come to pass. I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh and your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams. Your young men will see visions. Even upon your male and female servants in those days, I will pour out my spirit. I will set signs in the heavens and on the earth, blood, fire, and columns of smoke. The sun will darken. The moon will turn blood red before the day of the Lord arrives, that great and terrible day. Then everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord will escape harm. For on Mount Zion, there will be a remnant, as the Lord has said, and in Jerusalem, survivors whom the Lord will summon. Now, that is chapter three. Very, very short. Now, let's get into chapter four. Now, this is talking about the Lord's case against the nations. The Lord's case against the nations. So starting with verse one, and I believe there is what 20, there's 21 verses here. Starting with verse one. It shall come to pass. I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams. Your young men will see visions. Okay, sounds just like what we just read in chapter three, right? Even upon your male and female servants, in those days I will pour out my spirit. I will sign, I will set signs in the heavens and on the earth, blood and fire. Why does it feel like I just read all this? And that's because I did. Oh my gosh. I'm so sorry, guys, because I'm reading it over again like an idiot. I accidentally scrolled up when I should have scrolled down. My apologies, guys. That's why it sounds all too familiar. Again, the Lord's case against the nations. Okay. For, starting with verse 1, chapter 4. My Lord, I tell you what. And I'm not even drinking, if you can believe that. Okay, verse 1. For see, in those days and at that time, when I restore the fortunes of Judah and Jerusalem. Okay, pay attention to that. Just, just that first line is interesting. In those days and at that time. When I restore the fortunes of Judah and Jerusalem, I will gather all the nations and bring them down to the valley of Jehoshaphat. There I will enter into the judgment with them on behalf of my people, my heritage, Israel, because they scattered them among the nations, they divided up my land. For my people they cast lots, trading a young boy for the price of a prostitute, exchanging a young girl for the wine they drink. Now let's pause there for a second at the end of verse 3. Does that not sound all too familiar with what we are seeing with the child sex trafficking of today? Trading a young boy for the price of a prostitute, exchanging a young girl for the wine they drink. Continue with verse 4. Moreover, what are you doing to me? Tyre and Sidon, and all the regions of Philistia. Are you paying me back for something? If you are, I will very quickly turn your deeds back upon your own head. You took my silver and my gold and brought my priceless treasures into your temples. You sold the people of Judah and Jerusalem to the Greeks, taking them far from their own country. Look, I am rousing them from the place to which you sold them, and I will turn your deeds back upon your own head. I will sell your sons and daughters to the Judites, who will sell them to the Sabaeans, a distant nation. A, the Lord has spoken. Now, as we get into verse 9, this talks about the nations destroyed. And it reads, Announce this to the nations. Proclaim a holy war. 
Alert the warriors. Let all the soldiers report and march. Beat your plowshares into swords and your pruning knives into spears. Let the weakling boast, I am a warrior. Hurry and come, all you neighboring peoples, assemble there. Bring down, Lord, your warriors. Let the nations rouse themselves and come up to the valley of Jehoshaphat. For there I will sit in judgment upon all the neighboring nations. Wield the sickle, for the harvest is ripe. Come and tread, for the winepress is full. The vats overflow, for their crimes are numerous. Crowds upon crowds in the valley of decision, for near is the day of the Lord in the valley of decision. Sun and moon are darkened, and the stars withhold their brightness. The Lord roars from Zion, and from Jerusalem raises his voice. The heavens and the earth quake, but the Lord will be a shelter for his people, a fortress for the people of Israel. Then you will know that I, the Lord, am your God, dwelling on Zion, my holy mountain. Jerusalem will be holy, and strangers will never again travel through her. On that day the mountains will drip new wine, and the hills flow with milk. All the streams of Judah will flow with water. A spring will rise from the house of the Lord, watering the valley of Shittim. Egypt will be a waste, Edom a desolate wilderness, because of violence done to the Judaites, because they shed innocent blood in their land. But Judah will be inhabited forever, and Jerusalem for all generations. I will avenge their blood, and I will not acquit the guilt. The Lord dwells in Zion. And that is the reading of chapters two and chap excuse me, chapters three and chapters four in Joel. And again, for anybody that might be joining in, yes, there's only three chapters and most of the Bibles out there. But the New American Bible Revised Edition, for some reason, has a fourth chapter, and I felt that it was pretty important to still read, considering the subject matter. Now, as we kind of get into a little bit of a you know summation of what we just read, so what did we kind of talk about here? So we were talking about the promise of restoration and divine judgment, right? So with what we just read, we reflect on the prophetic words that were written in Joel. These verses that we encounter have a very powerful message of hope, uh, restoration, and of course, divine judgment. And, and so we need to dive a little deeper into this passage and draw kind of valuable insights for our own journey that we have here on earth, right? Because the first part here I want to get into is regarding the outpouring of God's spirit and the signs. Because the first part of that passage from Joel, it revealed a glorious promise, right? Because God declared that he would pour out his spirit upon all the flesh and that the sons and daughters will prophesy, old men will dream dreams, and young men will see visions, right? And this outpouring will be limited to a select few. Uh, excuse me. This outpouring would not be limited to a select few, but would actually be extended to everyone, right? Even servants. And it speaks to the time when, you know, of a time when God will renew his people, equipping them with his spirit and enabling them to experience his divine presence. Now, I'm not a Bible expert. Remember what I said in my daily disclaimer. Now, that said, it seems to me, okay, this is just my opinion, which we know what opinions are, right? They're like appendages. Everyone's got them. But it seems to me that the time that it's speaking of could very well be of times like today. Because it seems like people are starting to draw closer to God the Father in heaven, right? They're, 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 there's a lot more people that are praying for the Holy Spirit to work within them. And a lot more people are experiencing really insane but beautiful divine type of experiences, right? It's, 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 it's actually really miraculous to see what's happening. More revivals are happening more than ever. And furthermore, Joel describes the signs in the heavens and on the earth by saying blood, fire, and columns of smoke. Now, these cosmic disturbances 
they actually signify the great and terrible day of the Lord because the time of divine intervention and judgment, um, these, these signs serve kind of as a reminder that God's sovereignty extends over all creation. All creation. And his plans are indeed unfolding. And there's no doubt that's what we're seeing right now. There is so much stuff happening around the world, ladies and gentlemen. There's no doubt that the plans of God are certainly unfolding before our very eyes. Now, the second part of what we read, which was the day of the Lord and divine justice. Here in Joel's message, we encounter the concept of the day of the Lord, right? Because it's a day of reckoning. A, a, kind of like a time that, um, a time when God will enter judgment with the nations. And so the Lord will gather all the nations in the valley of Jehoshaphat to hold them accountable for all their actions, right? Because they are accused of scattering and dividing God's people, which was Israel. And the passage highlights the injustices that were committed against the people, trading young boys and girls for personal gain and profaning sacred treasures. Really? I don't know about you guys, but that certainly sounds like child trafficking to me at its finest. And so God's message in Joel in this particular section serves as a warning against exploiting others and shedding innocent blood. Well, there's certainly a lot, a, a lot of that going on with these, you know, satanic families, right, that, that run the world or at least trying to. Because it emphasizes the accountability of nations for their own actions. You see, the Lord declared that he will turn their deeds back on them, right? Highlighting the divine justice that prevails. And no action will go unnoticed. And God, in his wisdom, will hold each one accountable. Amen. Now, the last part that I kind of want to cover here is where it talks about a secure future and divine dwelling. Well, what, what does that look like? Well, amidst the proclamation of divine judgment, Joel offers a promise of a secure future for Judah and Jerusalem. See, the Lord assured his people that he will dwell on Zion and his holy mountain, but Jerusalem will become a holy city and strangers will no longer pass through her. Now, this promise signifies the restoration of God's chosen people and the establishment of divine presence among them. So, so, Joel basically paints a, a beautiful picture of what abundance and prosperity is going to look like, right? Symbolized by mountains dripping with new wine, right? Hills flowing with milk. The streams of Judah will be filled with water and springs will rise from the house of the Lord. I mean, what a beautiful visual that he sets, you know, the stage for for us, right? And all these things nurture the land. Right, these images of abundance depict a the 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 blessings that God bestows upon His faithful people. So, kind of like in conclusion, all this, you know, this passage from Joel provides us with profound spiritual insights because it reminds us of the power of God's Spirit and the signs of His presence. Now, it also warns us, though, of the accountability that we bear for our own actions and emphasize the divine justice that will prevail. I mean, so ultimately, you know, this passage assures us not only a secure future and the blessings that await those who remain faithful to the Lord. But again, accountability for those who did wrong. And so as we, as we reflect on those words, we need to examine our own lives and ensure that, you know, we align ourselves with God's will. I mean, that's number one. And I should say, well, first, I should say maybe that's number two, number one. I don't know. These, in my opinion, rank right up there as equal footing of uh, being the same. But we also need to seek that repentance from our, you know, Heavenly Father, right? We need to ask for that forgiveness as well as align ourselves with God's will, because we need to embrace the outpouring of a spirit and seek to live in the righteousness and justice that he has. And so it's, you know, it's really important that we remain steadfast in faith, trusting that God's promises of restoration and divine presence will be fulfilled. 
and may we be used as instruments of his love and grace in this world. I mean, that's one thing I'm always asking God. Use me for whatever you need. So again, may the Lord grant us wisdom and strength to heed the message of Joel and may his spirit guide us on our, you know, on, on our journey. Now, there's one thing that I can definitely say here that we can definitely draw parallels between this prophetic message in Joel and the aspirations that we have today of we the people in today's society, right? Because Joel's message, you might be wondering, well, Jason, what are you talking about? What parallels are there? Well, think about it. See, Joel's message spoke of divine restoration, justice, and the gathering of nations for judgment. Now, similarly, in our pursuit of restoring a republic by reclaiming our sovereignty, right, by reassembling our states, we can find inspiration and guidance from that time, from those timeless truths that are conveyed in Joel's words. Because just as Joel's message offers hope for the renewal of God's people, the desire to restore a republic reflects the longing for a renewed and just governance structure. I mean, it's a collective aspiration to bring back the principles of liberty, right? Justice, uh, equal representation that lie at the heart of the Republican form of government that we that nobody even knows what that even looks like. When you when you tell people uh, we, we need to get a Republican form of you know government back, people are like, what, wait, what, what? I thought we had a Republican form of government. What does it even look like? See, Joel's message reminds us that restoration is possible. And we, in today's world, need to remain hopeful and steadfast in our own pursuit for that same restoration. Now, when it comes to accountability and justice, Joel's prophecy emphasizes divine judgment and accountability for the actions committed against God's people. Similarly, right, in seeking to restore our republic, it's pretty essential to hold accountable those that, who have oppressed and undermined the principles of, of just governance, right? Because this, I mean, this is, look, here's the thing. This includes addressing issues related to the influence of the international banking institutions, the legal system, and those in positions of power. Just as Joel calls for justice, our efforts should also prioritize holding individuals and institutions accountable for their actions. In fact, let me play this one little soundbite because this, this kind of talks about uh, one particular family, the Collins family, and what they've done to this world. Just give us a listen to one minute and uh, 22 seconds. Hold on, let me pause it. Somebody was saying no audio. You guys don't hear that at all, huh? All right, let me do this. Hold on. I'm sorry for that. I mean, I hear it in my headphones, so it sounded sound like it was going. Hold on, let's try this. I'm going to hardwire this in. Hold on. You guys can hear my voice, though, right? Let me make sure. Okay, you guys, okay, that's interesting. Interesting. Okay, hold on. Let's try this let's play this back i'm sorry guys let's let's try this um let me move this down move this up all right i'm gonna play this now see if you can uh hear this can you hear that Very, very interesting. Wow, that's very interesting. I wonder what the heck is going on. Somebody clearly does not want me playing this. I wonder. Wow, okay, well, um, 
well, I guess plan B, what I'm just going to do is I'm going to just push this. I'm going to push this over to the His Hard Line page on Telegram. Uh, I'm going to title it audio, uh, audio number one um, from podcast. Uh, what is this? Episode four, se- uh, 570. Okay. Episode... 570. All right, send. All right, sorry about that, guys. I don't know what's going on. I hear it in my headphones, and it's not muted in the board, so ah, I tell you what, you know, technology, this really is irritating. Um, Well, I guess so much for the second audio I was going to play, but anyways, um, again, what that audio was just basically talking about was, you know, the most powerful family here in America, which was the Collins family, so go over there and check it out uh listen to that it's like i said a minute and 22 seconds gosh that is super frustrating that that would not play wow um i do apologize for that but thank you for letting me know wow that's uh i tell you you know you figure they would leave me alone i don't have a big audience over here it's not like i'm like joe rogan or anything it's not like i you know reach you know large groups of people worldwide i mean not 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 to my knowledge anyways, but I don't know. It's, I swear every once in a while I get messed with. I don't, I don't know what's going on. I mean, anyway, so I guess continuing on again, you know, as we kind of draw the parallels from Joel and what we're kind of trying to do with today with, you know, uh, reassembling our states, um, this next kind of part I wanted to kind of cover, which was discussing unity in gathered nations because again joel joel spoke of gathering of nations in the valley of jehoshaphat for judgment right and so in the context of restoring a republic it's pretty crucial to emphasize the unity and the collaboration of states because if we don't have unity and we are not working uh with one another I mean, we really don't have a, a solid structure uh, for a Republican form of government. Because, again, these Assembly of States, it, it reflects a, a shared vision, right, for reclaiming the Republic. And it provides an opportunity for collective action and decision-making. The passage from Joel reminds us of the significance of the unity and power that comes from working together towards a common goal. Well, what's our common goal? to actually establish true independence, to establish true freedom, to stop getting taxed out our wazoo, taxation without representation. That's what we're trying to work towards. More importantly, we're trying to work towards rescuing all these children from these sick pedophile freaks. Because like I said, like we read in Joel, they sold young boys like prostitutes and young girls for wine. This is what these sick freaks do. That's the common goal that we need to be working towards. Not just freeing ourselves, but freeing these poor little innocent souls that were made perfect by God. It pisses me off when I think about it. Yeah, it really really chaps my rear end. It it really does, guys. Because it really hurts my heart to know that somebody's child out there Who's missing? I, first off, the, he, dealing, you know, I can't even imagine being a parent who's got a child that was kidnapped from them. And having that feeling of unknowing what's going on with your kid. And then and then to think about the horrors that that child is going through. Being so far away from anybody and anyone that loves them and, tr- you know, that they trust and that they care for, right? Like mom and dad. And they're around these sick, pedophile freaks doing lord only knows what it pisses me off that's the common goal we need to be working towards here's another thing joel's message highlights the role of divine guidance right protection and faith and in our pursuit in restoring our republic, it's essential to remain guided by the principles of justice and righteousness and the common good, because upholding these principles requires 
faith in the values that underpin a Republican form of government, even in the face of challenges and opposition. And Lord knows we got an ass load of opposition. Excuse my French, but we do. We have a lot of opposition in our face. There's a lot of deception going on out there. There is a lot of fake news going out there. The Mockingbird media has now transitioned into the podcast world trying to get you to trust them because they're hiding under the guise of being red pillars and truthers. Get the hell out of here. They're all CIA and FBI spooks, and they all deserve to go to hell because they know what they've done. See, Joel's call for trust in God's promises can can inspire us to uh, persevere in our efforts and remain hopeful as we work towards the restoration of our republic. But as we reflect on Joel's prophetic message, you know, we can draw strength and inspiration for our own present circumstances. See, while the specific context of the message may differ, and yes, I know it differs from then to what we see today, but the underlying principles of hope, justice, unity, and faith, it resonates with our collective desire to restore a Republican form of government, right? A de jure government, a lawful government, not a de facto fraudulent swamp ridden government by bar you know that's ran and operated by bar lawyers and international scumbag bankers see we need to be encouraged by the timeless truths found in the scriptures and apply them to the current pursuit of reclaiming our nation's principles of freedom and just governance this is why the book of the hundreds exists ladies and gentlemen this is why i was discussing it last week the book of the hundreds because the whole concept of self-governance is not listening to any one man or woman as a king or queen it is self-governing ourselves with god as our authority jesus christ as our authority and we are the bond servants to christ jesus that's the whole premise of the book of the hundreds people need to read that very interesting book Oh, I tell you, ladies and gentlemen, this kind of stuff, it really does boil my blood. It really, really does. And it really pisses me off because I, I won't stop at what I'm doing here until we reach the common goal that we've been, you know, working towards. And like I said, I know I've not been talking about uh, a lot of progress uh, and what stuff has been going on within the assembly. That's kind of by design. Um and no, not an order. It is by design for, for, you know, within my own workings, because there is so much going on. I want to stay focused on the task at hand, but at the same time, not, you know, accidentally slip up and say something that I shouldn't or whatever. But at the end of the day, we need to stay focused on number one. Well, what's number one? Number one, numero uno, stay focused on getting your relationship solid with God and Christ Jesus. Because that is, by all means, the most important thing you need to be focusing on. You know, I look at my numbers sometimes, and not that I try to focus too much on it, but... You know, I see how the numbers kind of started, st you know, staying stagnant with growth, right? Like I'll, I'll get some periods where all of a sudden I'll get a bunch of people that join and then they, and then it levels off and then some drop off. You know, it's just kind of how it goes. But, you know, I'm not going to sit up here behind this mic and discuss topics that want, you know, that tickle your ears and make you riddled with anxiety and fear like a lot of these, you know, so-called truthers out there and these red pill liars i'm not going to sit here and spread doom and gloom crap to you not doing that i will continuously keep god first on this platform it might not be the most popular subject among most people but by golly it's going to be important here because i know what the power of god can do in one's life when you submit your life and yourself over to God the Father in heaven and you invite Christ in your heart. I know what that power feels like. I know what it looks like. And I know what results come about from doing that. It's a beautiful thing. And I want more people to experience what I have experienced. My wife even said the other day to some of our neighbors when we were just kind of hanging out in the driveway, letting our kids play and ride bikes and scooters and whatever else. She was even saying to some of our neighbors, Jason, 
nowadays, ever since, you know, he's kind of had his transformation, he speaks more with purpose and he thinks more about what he's going to say before he says it, rather than just fly off the cuff of, of my, you know, of my shirt or whatever, and just say whatever comes to mind. Now, sometimes that does happen when I'm feeling froggy and I want to be a bit of a smart aleck, but by and large, I do try to put more thought and 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 have actual substance behind what I say. I try to temper my 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 I try to keep my temper low because again, being quick to a hot temper is never good. I try to listen slowly and and not you know not listen to respond but listen to truly listen. Again, God's still working on me and I know what that looks like, and I know it's a process, but the reason we're going to keep God and Christ Jesus first over here at his hard line is, for one, he's the one. They are the ones that got me doing this, and I figure I'm just here to provide my testimony so I can explain and share with you guys how, well, I mean, quite frankly, just how good it feels when, when you completely submit yourself 100%, surrender yourself to God. It's a beautiful thing, I'm telling you. But see, I can't tell you. You just have to experience it for yourself, and then you'll understand it. Man, it just bugs me that I couldn't play that audio, that you guys couldn't hear that. I'm so sorry. Well, I will push out the other audio, too. So you'll see audio piece number one and audio piece number two. I'll push that out on Telegram so you guys can hear what I was going to play. Um, but very interesting stuff. Some of you might have seen it already, but maybe, maybe not. I don't know. It just depends if you follow the same stuff that I do. But I'll push it out there nonetheless. But um, other than that, there's really not much more I got to really share over here. Because like I said, I didn't really have any particular topic in mind. I just wanted to go over the book of Joel, the rest of it. So I'm not sure what we're going to get into tomorrow. But we'll figure it out. I'm not sure yet. Part of me kind of wants to get into the book of Deuteronomy, to be honest with you, because that's where a lot of our, you know, where our founding fathers, since we're getting into like the Declaration of Independence, um, a lot of people don't know this, but like a lot of our laws and everything that was ever transcribed, right, in our founding documents, a lot of it was inspired and um, referenced, uh, the book of Deuteronomy was referenced in a lot of our founding documents, so I might go into that a little bit. I, I think I, I would think we might do the book of Deuteronomy. But, you know, as far as Independence Day, guys, I guess I'll say it right here, right now. I, I do hope everybody has a good long weekend and, you know, you enjoy time with family. And you do reflect on what the day signifies. And it signifies what our founding fathers did back in their day by escaping oppression. Right. And starting new. But see, with what we've got going on nowadays, it doesn't feel like we have true independence, guys. I don't feel like we have anything really to celebrate until we get our assembly of states up to 38 plus states. Until we stop paying federal state income taxes, property taxes, until every last boy and girl child out there is rescued and saved and all these scumbags are in Gitmo and they get punished for their crimes against humanity until we can get money back you know backed by precious metals once again so these international scumbag bankers don't have a never never printing press through the Federal Reserve to print whatever they want causing inflation to go through the roof and basically enslaving us further while we're paying higher costs for goods, but yet our income remains the same, therefore we're trying to work harder for the same crap that we've been buying for years, that we need, like food and, and gas for the car. We need to escape our enslavement. So really, in my honest opinion, my own humble opinion, I'm not really celebrating anything until we actually get our true freedom back and our assembly of states and our de jure Republican form of government restored again. There's nothing for me to celebrate. Therefore, I have no problem working this day. I mean, look, my company wants to pay me time and a half plus plus vacation day. So therefore, I'm basically getting the equivalent of uh, 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 28 hours for working 12. That's fine. 
I don't really like being around a large group of people anyways. It just, it's too much for me. But yeah, like Patriot Beagle was saying right here, we are oppressed once again. History repeating, which makes self-governance so important to grasp. Absolutely. Well said. We are oppressed once again. So I have nothing really to, to celebrate. Until we get our Assembly of States, folks, which, again, if you want to learn more about what that looks like, www.national-assembly.net. All right? I don't really have too much more for you guys today. I was going to go to the cottage, but, um, you know, because I got my brother and sister-in-laws up there and nieces and nephews and my wife's cousins and their kids and aunts and uncles, just so many people. And it's a lot of fun. They're all good people. Don't get me wrong. I love that family. The family is a great, beautiful family. They really are. They're, they're just, just a miraculous bunch of people. Um, and they're really fun. But, you know, when you get that many people in one area, and me personally, I just want to fish. And there's only one spot I want to fish from, but I know where I want to fish. A lot of kids are going to be swimming in that area Boats going by, people zooming around on inner tubes and jet skis and speedboats. It's just, yeah, I just, I don't, I like all that fun stuff. I used to be all about that high speed and power, right? But, you know, all I want, I just kind of want a, uh, I just kind of want, uh, oh, hold on, Sam, I'm just reading something in the chat. Let's see here. Illinois has an education call tonight, seven, if anyone is interested in checking that call. 7 p.m. Central. Okay. Um, but, yeah, you know, when it comes to all the high-speed stuff, you know, it's fun. I, I will get on a jet ski, and I'll, I'll, I'll zip around, you know. I'll, I'll get 60, 70 miles an hour and have some fun. But more more importantly, I'd rather just kind of cruise the lake, right, with a pontoon boat, with a cooler, with food and beverages, and my fishing pole with a little Jimmy Buffett playing in the background. That's all I want. I just want to just chillax on the lake and drop my line in the water, crack open a couple of hard ciders, enjoy some shrimp or something on the barbecue, and just take in life. This whole zipping around, doing fast stuff with tubes and jet skis, eh, that's for the birds. I used to be into that, not anymore. But uh, anyway... I hope you all have a great day or night, wherever you're at in the world. And we're going to end this in a prayer. So, Heavenly Father, we come before you, as we do every night, with humble hearts. And we, we seek your guidance and mercy. And we acknowledge our shortcomings and ask for your forgiveness for strength from the principles of justice and righteousness that underpin a just society. And we ask for your forgiveness for any and all transgressions that we've committed both knowing and unknowingly, and we know these things offend you, and we want to offend you no more. And so we, we ask that you give us the strength to work towards the restoration of our nation, to dismantle oppressive systems, and hold those who undermine our core values accountable and may your spirit empower us to unite and seek you un, know unity among our states and upholding the principles of liberty and justice for all we ask that you grant us wisdom courage and perseverance as we strive for a restored republic rooted in freedom rooted in integrity and common good and we pray all this in your holy son's name christ jesus Amen, ladies and gentlemen. Um, so, yeah, Patriot Beagle, if you wanted to put that number up, I think I know exactly what you're, um, you're going to be playing, that three-part education series. I think that's the one that me, Lisa, and Georgia, and, um, and Oscar in Missouri that we were all working on. Is that that three-part education series that I'm thinking of? Because we just got that done, and I know we were going to roll that out to all the other states. Um, or somebody was, not me, but maybe Destry or somebody was. Um, yeah, okay, that's what I thought. Yeah, I'm glad you have that uh, there in Illinois. So, ladies and gentlemen, I'll, I'll just play just a little short 
uh, snippet here of the beginning of the first part. Um, but yeah, this was something that Lisa Muzi in Georgia and Oscar in, uh, in Missouri worked very diligently on. I would like to say I worked very diligently on. I mean, I spent three hours, three, actually, we spent four hours in one sitting um, putting these together. But if I had to say anybody did most of the work, most of the work was done by Lisa because she was the one that did the presentation uh, through all three hours of this three-part series. And then poor Oscar. <laughs> poor Oscar had to spend like two and a half to three weeks actually cleaning up the audio and editing everything so it sounded good. But yeah, this is kind of what it sounds like. And there is a visual too. So there's a screen share to go along with this audio. But this is kind of what it sounds like here. I'll give you a little snippet real quick. Maybe it'll play. I don't know. Tell me if it plays. Oh, hold on, guys. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's see if this plays now. Hold on. Because um, I forgot we had audio issues. So let me connect this back to the Bluetooth. I tell you, stupid technology. Come on, Bueller. All right, see if this... Let me know if you guys can hear this. Can you hear that? Ah, figures. All right. Well, anyways, um, better off hearing it on the phone call and the screen share. So there it is. Uh, grab that link, ladies and gentlemen. Um, yeah, I tell you, I got to get this figured out. This this is super annoying. Sorry that I, you know, you guys couldn't hear some of that audio. But anyways, but yeah, join that. Um, like I said, it's a screen share presentation because the visual is just as important as the um, audio. All right. Um, very, very informative. Very, very good. And I'm so happy we have this because this is getting rolled out to all 50 states to help with gaining our members in the assembly. So Glad you're doing that, Patriot Beagle. God bless you. I appreciate you guys are, are doing that. I'm really happy to see that these presentations are going to be put to good use. And I really hope that you guys uh, get your membership base up, you know, because we have a republic that we need to have restored here. Um, <clears throat> let's see. Ms. Leslie Liberty was saying Missouri had our education call last Sunday and Oscar went through the presentation. It is good and Finally, a consistent message. Wonderful. I'm so glad that this is working out well. I'm really happy that I was able to help out with this project. But like I said, Oscar and Lisa had the biggest part in all of this. They were the ones that really had the most work in all of this. And so I wanted to give credit where credit is due. They both did an outstanding job. And so anybody who works with them in their own respective states, you guys got gems in your state because Oscar is a an outstanding uh, talent. He really knows what he's doing. And Lisa is very committed and she has just an outstanding voice and a good presentation uh, skill set there. So if you're in a state where you're working with either one of them, you guys are highly blessed because those are, those are stand up people. And uh, it was an honor and a privilege to work side by side with them. So um, I hope everybody um, has a great night, great day, wherever you're at in the world. And we will see you back here tomorrow. God bless, ladies and gentlemen. Remember, ladies and gentlemen, remember, ladies and gentlemen, we are firm, we are steadfast, and we are uncompromising. The enemy has crossed that line for the last time. It is up to people like you and I to hold that line. They've crossed the line way too many times, and it is time for us to stand up this republic and get after it. We gotta do this for God. We gotta do this for our families. We gotta do this for America, for the voiceless. It's time to get after it, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining the show.
Don't forget to check out the website, www.hisheartline.com. And if you want to know more about how to get involved with your assembly, go to www.national-assembly.net. That's www.national-assembly.net. It's time to get active, ladies and gentlemen. Let's go. Joining us here at His Heart Line. We'll see you back here next time.